Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and in The Great People Studio with me is my cohort in crime, my partner, James Muncy. Good morning. Good morning, brother. How are you today? I'm doing very well. What's Good. new? Uh, you know, a lot is new. A lot of, a lot of. It's 2019. I think for both of us in different ways is going to be a year of change. JJ, that oh, it's is coming. That is my prediction. It's on, baby. Change is here, and I think everyone right now listening should ask themselves: Is there enough change actually happening in your life right now? Mm-hmm. I think that's a measuring stick. Is uh, are you just kind of hanging out in the status quo? Are you? Um, um, floating. Well, last week we talked about drifting. We did. And that was, so, so, um, we are on this, this path here in the show. I think very historically we have bounced around a lot of great, uh, topics. Yeah. A lot of great ideas. And we started off the show, uh, this year by talking about 2019 goals. Right. Kind of like, where's that plum at for you? Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with carpentry, you may be wondering why we're talking about fruits. We're not talking about that kind of plum. We're talking about balance, right? Is everything level in your life? And um, last week we talked about drifting. Mm -hmm. This week we're going to talk about something that is going to dramatically impact your abilities to get anything done in your life moving forward, I personally believe. But before we get to that, we just want to... Thank you all for being here. Whether you're listening to us on live radio, 927, 820 AM, The Answer in Richmond, Virginia. I know many of you listen to us on the podcast, and we very much appreciate that. Share that. Give us a rating. Give us some sort of uh, feedback on that. We'd, we'd love to hear from our audience. It's always great to hear from our listeners. Just thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Of course, you can get everything we always do on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Every show we deliver to you, the listener. Insights and inspiration. We, we try to cover both of those words in every show for a life of significance. Because as we know, we've talked about this so many times, significance in this world is measured on what you do and who you are for other people. James, would you consider yourself at all in any way, shape, or form to be a vulnerable person? No. Wow. You answered that quick. And we didn't rehearse that question. You didn't know it was coming. No, not at all. <laughs> you didn't even think about it. Yeah. Well, I've thought about, obviously, like, we usually do. I thought about the topic over the last couple of days. And, you know, I was very intentional when we started this show about being vulnerable or as vulnerable as I'm capable of on Mm -hmm. the show, because Mm -hmm. I think that you and I both have things that we are struggling with. And I've wanted to be as genuine as I can be with our listeners. And I have opened up about some things about myself over the last, you know, year and a half year that, I normally would never talk with people about. Um, Do you have an example of that? Like something, you don't have to get specific, obviously, but just, you know, generally speaking, a a topic or area. Gosh, I mean, it's just, I'm sure if I thought for a minute, I could come up with something. But all all the things that I talk about on the show regularly that are shortcomings of mine, that are things that I need to work on. Yeah. Um, And I think that when we are vulnerable... We are we are exposing ourselves to some risk of being attacked, of sure. being ridiculed, and I know we're going to talk about yep. that today. But we also are giving people the opportunity to get closer to us, to get to know mm-hmm. us better, to be more genuine with with 
our audience and our friends, and hopefully that becomes a two-way dialogue. And not always. Yeah, not, not, always. not always. Not always. So what is vulnerability? Is it is an important place to start with this topic? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, very surprising to me, very surprising, that when we went to social media with the research question, how hot the topic got. I, I didn't even I didn't even remotely think that this was going to be a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I, I literally just thought it was going to be a, a, another topic that we pick up that have great insights and people can walk away from this show th- wanting to do something a little bit different. I, I didn't I didn't realize there was going to be a debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost as if um, we included the word Trump in the research question. Yeah, I it was got surprised. That. Yeah, it 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 provoked. It did. It was provocative. Um, so Webster says what vulnerability is, is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. And that does not sound good. Right. Okay. So in a general sense, the word used in society, uh, I think physically, if a bridge has a vulnerability, that means it could, it could collapse. If an army has a vulnerability, that means it could be beaten. If uh, anything that we can physically put our hands around or or arms around that has a vulnerability, we see that as a really, really bad thing. Something could break. Something could go wrong. It could be attacked and it could be harmed. And I found it real quick when I went to social media with this, James, that people see it the same way when it comes to their own emotions. Mm -hmm. That if they are vulnerable, they can be attacked or harmed. Therefore, I won't do it. And. Yeah. No, it is. And and I think that it's something that's programmed in us. Human beings, like most animals, never want to appear to be weak. They don't want to appear to be weak physically, mentally, emotionally. And that's just that's wired in us. Yeah, it's a defense. It's it's certainly a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. No, No question about it. When we get into that core human protective side of ourselves, that uh, we are wired to protect our vulnerabilities and what are they? Where do they come from? That is a deep rabbit hole that we we could take hours to talk about. So we're going to start to skim the surface of this and try to go deep for you, the listener. Um, it's a it's a risky thing, folks. Yeah, being vulnerable is a risk. But show me one thing worth having in life that isn't worth taking a risk for. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is open up your mind and your heart. To really ask yourself, what is it worth? What is worth having? What is worth doing? What is worth being? Especially if you're a parent or a leader in this world, because modeling vulnerability in the right way could transform a lot of people around you. Yeah, and and it's amazing how we we don't even want to be vulnerable in front of our own family, or at least it's true. I, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, one of my favorite books of all time is, is where the red fern grows. Mm-hmm. Have you read that book? Oh man. I think, I think I read that in, in grade school or yeah, high school. You generally do. So, it's, and I don't remember any books I read. So if that book doesn't make you cry at the end, <laughs> okay. then you're, you are, you have a, oh, a you're, heart not, of, you're not selling it. You have a heart Sorry, of stone. You're not selling oh, it. Oh my to gosh. Me. It's, it's a great book, but I was reading it to, our child, this is a couple of years ago, I was reading to our oldest. And I mean, at the end of the book, I, mean, I knew I was going to lose it. <laughs> and I was really, I was I like really upset with myself at how much it bothered me that I was going to oh. be, I was going to appear that vulnerable. I was going to show that emotion in front of my son. And I, sh- that, that, that shouldn't be how it is. I was mm. angry at myself for having mm-hmm. that feeling. But 
again, like we just, we don't want to be, we'd never want to appear to be vulnerable. There's so many, and you're talking about the external vulnerability, yeah. right? It's looking vulnerable or coming across as weak or whatever that stigma in society is that uh, you see this mostly with guys. It's like, well, there's a lot of dust in here, <laughs> right? Because I'm crying and I don't want to show tears. And we start to think that's a bad thing. For yeah. whatever reason, I, I think it very much does come down to protecting ourselves. And there's a lot of things we need to protect ourselves uh, by doing here on the show. And one of those is running a few commercial breaks for our radio listeners. So don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. So let's get into this whole debate of, uh, of this issue. First of which, we need to answer the question, is being vulnerable good or bad? Because when we we didn't ask that question on Facebook, but that, that became the answer on Facebook um, Amy Lopez said it indicates a lack of confidence is is is, is vulnerability that uh, if you know who you are, when to keep your guard up and when it's OK not to, then it lessens your risk of any type of harm. So that is clearly a point of view of protecting yourself because the ch- I'm, I'm just I'm kind of reading into the words here that she wrote that if you make yourself vulnerable to any extent you, you you're going to get harmed. Therefore, you shouldn't. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. And and most people didn't. Yeah. And there was a couple people that took her side on this. Yeah. And I, I understand where she's where she's coming from. I just think that there's a I think there's a time and a place where being vulnerable can can be to your advantage, actually. Sure. And I think that sometimes we can't help ourselves but be vulnerable. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's. Where, where I've seen where I've seen vulnerability with emotion has been, you know, with uh, with the passing of of Brad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk about a group of people, you know, firefighters who are supposed to be, you know, who are just the, the perception is these guys are Tough guys. strong, emotionless. Yeah. They see all sorts of horrible stuff. Yep. And, uh, and and they just they have they have nerves of steel and emotions of steel. Well, yeah, you, you have know, to right in the line of work to see what you see. Definitely. Um but everybody was became extremely vulnerable through that mm-hmm. situation and and you know that was so necessary in order to be able to process it yeah. and be able to move on with your life as best you can after that if you bottled all that up and and you didn't you didn't allow other people to see that vulnerability and let that emotion out it would have been hugely unhealthy yeah um and i think that there are a few people a few people who did manage to do that to bottle it all up and there's some of the people who have had the most difficult time in, in the months that have, that have followed. Mm, that's a great point because the core essence, I think, of this particular issue, topic, word, whatever you want to call, is about control. Mm-hmm. That the, the people that have trouble letting go of control in many areas of your life, if not every area of your life, are the less vulnerable ones. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you become vulnerable emotionally – you're putting your things out there that other people could step on. Now, in the case of your situation where you you abruptly lost a comrade, a good friend, a best friend, um, we do get many times, James, to the point where it doesn't matter how much you like control. It really doesn't matter. You're going to lose control. Like Correct. literally have lost grasp of everything. And sometimes an emotion can get so strong You've lost control of it. And I think most of us have been in those situations, whether it's been losing a relationship, 
uh, going through divorce, things of this nature that maybe it made us so angry. It made us so um, hurt. Mm -hmm. Just whatever that that horribly negative feeling is, we just had no choice but to be vulnerable because you could not control it anymore. Yeah. And. And then you get into this really nasty cycle, and maybe the cycle that you saw with some some of your friends, where you put so much energy into controlling the outcome that you have now lost all of your abilities to actually control. I mean, I, I know that sounds a little confusing, but mm-hmm. it's it's you try so hard to be a certain you try so hard not to be a certain way, you become that way. Mm-hmm. Like you literally have now fed directly into it. So being vulnerable goes hand in hand, side by side. It's a partner in crime to – so these two things, being vulnerable and losing control, they're connected. They're the, they're yeah. the same thing, which scares even more people. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this to lead into the counterargument on this that I think we saw more of in the social media post. And I, and I love what Marie had have just put on our Facebook live feed of the show. We have to be strong enough to be vulnerable. Isn't that an oxymoron? Yeah. And in and, and literally talking about being able to release yourself from something so it can work itself out and then you can have it back almost in its original form. And when I talk about the original form, I talk about us. And remember when we were children, we, we have children, we see children, how vulnerable children are. Yes. I mean, just they're, they're the most vulnerable creatures that we that we have anywhere in the human race. Our children. Uh, next vulnerable would be probably our senior citizens. Uh, yeah. Vulnerably emotionally. I mean, we see them take advantage of so much by scams or whatever. So it's everything in between that we tend to, we, we tend to hold so much control over in our lives. Yeah, and it's and it's and as our children grow older, I know this has been my experience. You watch as the children learn through society, through the school and the playground, mm-hmm. that vulnerability that they they need to shut that down as much yeah. as possible. They yeah. learn that, you know, if they cry, they're going to be called a crybaby. If yep. if they don't act tough in the front of somebody acting tough toward them, that they're going to get picked on more, that they're going to get potentially bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not it's not healthy, but that's that's where it's learned. It's learned. It's learned as we're children, as we're going through pre-adolescence and adolescence. And, and then and then those are behaviors that just they just carry through for for the rest of our lives. I just had a thought whenever you were saying those things, especially in an early age where if you're not if if you're being bullied, you're going to have to protect yourself or if someone's calling you a crybaby, you you can't cry. Doesn't that start to uh trigger being someone we're not? Like we have to yes. pretend to be someone we're not so that in the image of other people, we're either living up to them basically to protect ourselves. And and when you are not being vulnerable, this is another maybe controversial statement. When you're not being vulnerable, you're pretending to be someone else. I agree completely. But a lot of us spend our entire lives pretending to be somebody else. Yeah, I'm not saying that's okay, but that's that's the truth. So what about that? What about the saying if um, if you uh, fake it till you make it? Yeah, it happens all the time. And there are people who there are people who are who deep down emotionally and mentally are miserable, but on the surface, they don't let any of that vulnerability out. It, it makes their makes their mental condition even worse. I mean, I think, and, and eventually sometimes it leads to a breakdown. Sometimes people are, are able to carry it through their lives, but some of those people, it really impacts 
your happiness. It, mm-hmm. it, it impacts whether you're able to be genuinely happy. Um, and and I love, you know, what, what that comment you just read. I love what Allison Connors had said, you know, confident enough to show your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't that just the opposite? And when you – if you stop and think about – a friend, a spouse, a child, even a public figure who goes out there and and makes themselves vulnerable, vulnerable, who admits to uh, it might be a, a drinking problem or yeah. an emotional problem, a depression that they or anxiety that they that they suffer through. And when you hear that from somebody, does it make you want to attack that person? Does it make that person appear weak? Or does it do you earn does it earn respect for that person? Does it make them appear stronger? And I think if we're if we stop and we think about that and we're honest with ourselves, in most cases, it makes that person a stronger person and a better person in our mind. They, I don't believe that they'll be able to cross that bridge without that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they'll be able to get to the other side of where they're trying to get to unless they become vulnerable. And it's very much a self-fulfilling prophecy that the 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 more we go through, the more hardships we have, the more roadblocks that we hit, the more we try to protect ourselves from being vulnerable. And I think we get further and further away of being able to get past those things. And uh, there's two sides of this equation because I think we're looking at it very much from um, – a selfish perspective. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. That, but we're looking at ourselves, and I'm I'm hoping that our listeners right now are are really looking at themselves and saying, "Wow, am I vulnerable enough? Am I being vulnerable enough?" The other side of this equation is, what are you doing so that other people can be vulnerable around you? Because mm-hmm. you use the word respect, CJ, just on our Facebook Live feed right now, said, "I think vulnerability comes down to is trust." is if you don't trust anyone else in your life, really, you're not going to be vulnerable with them. If you do trust other people, it becomes easier to become vulnerable. Because what Amy said, what what Allison said, what all these folks said, Marcia said this, it's the willingness to show your weakness, even knowing you may be attacked for them. That is trust. If you trust someone enough, you are going to be vulnerable. So if if you don't consider yourself to be a vulnerable person, if you consider yourself to be protective of yourself all the time or most of the time, sounds like you've got some trust issues. Mm. I don't know that you trust yourself. Mm. I don't know that. I mean, take other people out of the equation for a minute, because I believe if you don't trust yourself, you can't trust other people. What what don't you trust about yourself? What what's what can go wrong here if you can't be honest with yourself. And that's maybe the other side of it. If you can't trust yourself, maybe you're not being honest with yourself. I mean, this thing keeps getting, for me, as I look at this topic, it keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, And strength is tied to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. You have to be strong. But isn't it so ironic that we we feel like we find our strength in being not vulnerable? Uh, Yes. Yeah. We're looking in the wrong places. Right, we're using it as a defense mechanism and as a as a protection mechanism. We, again, we put up those walls, we put up those shields because it's easier a lot of the time. It is easier for us to go through life with that shield, with that wall, not being vulnerable, than it is for us to risk being attacked, 
to show mm-hmm. weakness as as we're perceiving it by by putting our vulnerabilities out there. Um, I mean, when I think about it in my life, I, I have a short I have a pretty short list of people who I'm completely vulnerable you yeah. know, with. I mean, yeah. my, my wife, of course, and and a handful, a handful of friends. Um, how about you? One of these one of the things that really speaks to my heart about this topic is I'm getting to the point now. I don't care, man. Hmm. I, I I am becoming vulnerable in front of absolute strangers. James, I will stand up in my line of work, sometimes in front of 30 to 100 people, and I will share some of the most intimate, vulnerable stories about myself that five to 10 years ago, never, ever would I would have done that. But what I do is I'm trying to model that to someone so they can raise their hand. And, and all I want them to say is I, I deal with that, too. Mm-hmm. Because by being vulnerable might be the only time they, they'll ever be vulnerable with it. And I find it so refreshing. I have found so much value in being vulnerable. I will never, ever look back. And we don't want you to look back, but we do have to run off to pay some bills. So don't go away, folks. You are listening to The Great People Show. So this topic uh, came to me mm-hmm. this week. Well, technically came to me last week. Uh, through a good friend, former or past, I shouldn't say former, because that means that means it's no longer, but yeah. a past guest co-host of the show, okay, a past guest caller of the show, mm. Stephen Jenkins, and he's on the line with us right now. Stephen, you there? I'm here, JJ. Good morning. Good morning, good morning brother. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Uh, you know, we. Um, Basking in uh, good graces. Thank well, you, my friend. Well, you 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 started this whole thing on this show today with the word vulnerability in your Facebook post last week, which I, with permission, stole, and it caused quite the controversy. Stephen, you're you're, but you know what? I've noticed your posts tend to do that. You you, you, <laughs> you tend to be a controversial guy out there. I I you know, and I bring that up because that shows how vulnerable you are on the form of public opinion. I mean, you put yourself out there to be attacked on your beliefs, and you do get attacked. I, I watch you get attacked, and you take it with grace. And I'm curious, what prompted you to put the word vulnerability out there like you did? JJ, I would probably say that um, I have a tendency to share as I develop with those around me. So uh, vulnerability didn't come from my head. It came from my heart. It mm. came from a place where I had to confront my own inability to be vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that they're cousins. That vulnerability doesn't live by itself. Its twin is shame. Oh, wow. I had not thought about that. Explain that more. Well, uh, von- the lack of vulnerability comes from a place of feeling shameful and that if you really knew wow. who I was, then I'd be rejected. Wow. So we are actually having to get over shame in order to be vulnerable first. Exactly. And as I was listening to your show earlier, something occurred to me, which was really uh, wonderful. I mean, I believe that the core word of vulnerability is the ability, courage, to allow ourselves to be seen for who we really are. Mm-hmm. It's true. And this is probably the largest Me Too movement there ever has been. Because when I share a vulnerability with you and you say, Me Too, mm. we become, it draws us together. 
See, what shame says and vulnerability says that if I let you know who I am, you'll run the opposite way, when in fact what it does is it bonds us closer together. And you have to be confident that if that other person does run away, they need it to. Yes, they did. They need, you know what, I'm not about pulling people into the arena. I think we all get there on our own. And this um, the, your, this topic and the show right now is really uh, timely because I just, um, I, I'll just say this. I was sexually molested when I was 12 years old. Wow. I was sexually molested when I was 12 years old and my parents divorced when I was four. And the biggest hole in my heart has been an absence of a father. Mm. Those two things together have fueled some really um, unhealed issues in my life. Shame. Um, Fueled shame. Shame. Mm -hmm. Total shame. Mm -hmm. Total vulnerability. Look, lack of self-worth. And I'm a man of faith. God has wanted to confront these issues. So I just did a podcast within the last month that my church... Um, and I went to my pastor and said, I needed to come out of hiding. And that's what it is. The only thing that grows in the dark is mold and shade. <laughs> wow. So this is about coming out of the darkness and into the light. And that and light. Healing. And... The sun produces healing and fellowship. Yeah, we can't heal without vulnerability, can we? No, we cannot. And we all have and pain. We all have hurt. We all have pain. So we did a podcast where I shared the story of how community and see, what you're doing is you're opening a forum, JJ, for people to um, realize that we, we are not alone. You know, we live in a broken world, and I, I believe that with all of my heart. And our brokenness may be different places, but I don't run into anyone who has not suffered rejection and hurt and pain. Uh, the problem is we tend to live it with it alone. Um, it's interesting because... Um, I love this quote by a woman by the name of Brene Brown, and she goes, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is the source of hope. Empathy, accountability, and authenticity, authenticity is if we want greater clarity in our purpose and a deeper, more meaningful spiritual lives, mm -hmm. vulnerability is the path. It's so funny because I have two quotes that I had pulled out for the show, and one of them was another Brene Brown quote. I'll share with you ours. We love seeing raw truth and openness in other people, but we are afraid to let them see it in us. Vulnerability is courage in you and inadequacy in me. And, mm. um, and, and for our listeners, Brene Brown has written a tremendous amount on vulnerability. It's, it's very, very powerful. Yeah. So, so, Stephen, what's the encouragement here? What What is the challenge that you give our audience? What is the call to action that we need to do different? Well, you know, I, I, I would, JJ, thanks for that. And I would say, in adding to that, that in the society and the culture we live in right now, there's this real, we've coined a new word. I'm, I'm never amazed that every year or so we have the ability to come up with new words. And this word is quite frightening. It's called toxic masculinity. Oh, you just had to get controversial. Uh, my you? blood pressure just no, tripled. I'm not. <laughs> you know, um, and I just think that the reverse, I mean, I, I, I think we, we get these words and we get into these arenas because there is. And I just think uh, guys have always been guys. But to lend credence to that, I think that men have not been given a safe space to be vulnerable. 
Um, we want our men to see weakness for men and weakness for women look like two different things. Weakness mm. for women means the not being skinny and not being able to do everything. Right. Weakness for men means being vulnerable. And the one thing we've raised our young sons to do is not be vulnerable. Now, I don't think you need to be going around blubbering all over the place, but you need to have a safe space where you can share. The burdens are just too much. And society and women on a whole, we want our men to be on their horses, show us anything but vulnerability. And we know this, guys. We're not perfect. No. <laughs> you show me a woman who can sit with a man when he's vulnerable, and I'll show you a woman who's done some work. And you show me a man who can listen to a woman while she pours her heart out and not get out the duct tape and try to fix it. Yep. Um, and I'll show you'll show me a man who's done some work. So creating a space where men, whether it's a small group, uh, your best friends, a couple of guys where you can say, hey, man. Um, I, I think suicide rates would go down. I think rage would uh, go down. And I think we'd have a better society as a whole. You know, it's interesting you just bring that up because uh, Sam and I had uh – a friend commit suicide day before yesterday. Um, or it was, I'm so sorry. And um, I'm so sorry. It, it was incredibly unexpected, like most of them are. And you have to believe that there's so much shame in your heart for something like that to, to happen. That um, you know, some people are so trapped in being able to talk about what is wrong with ourselves that we have nowhere else to go, so we end our life. And um, we have we we have more control over that than we think. Um, on the outside, you know, if we have friends that are dealing with that, because as you just said, and it's, and it is, it is much more difficult for men in general to do this than women is to find enough men that you're talking about, Stephen, to be vulnerable with that understand, because I think, I think most people are truly looking for a safe space to be vulnerable. I, I, I truly believe that people are looking for a friend they're looking for somebody that they can just get behind a closed door and say, look, I need to share something with you. I need to talk about something. And when you get enough people around that are are not being vulnerable, every door, the, every door handle is locked. And when you run yeah. out of door handles and locks, you start to panic in life. You start to run out of options. And that that starts with with uh, and, and we kind of started the show with this way. If you can show more vulnerability to the people around you, that will open them up to have some place to come to to be vulnerable with you. And that, that could be one of the most powerful gifts that you ever give somebody is to be vulnerable with them so they can be vulnerable back. Because society will your, – your life will be miserable if you and everyone you're surrounded by does not show vulnerability. JJ, I belong to a, a very prominent large church. I go to Third, and um, I am in a room uh, or a part of a community up there. There's about 1,200 people. My best friend uh, was one of the people who recorded the podcast, and I've known this guy. We've done Bible study. We've prayed for each other's families or whatever. When we were done filming um, and recording this podcast, I'm walking him back to his car, and this is someone I know well, and he says to me, that happened to me too. Mm-hmm. So here's what? Yep. I said, we, we know. But my sharing created space where he felt like he could say that. And I've been inundated in the last week or so by calls from people saying, Stephen, what you did was just so courageous. And thank you for putting that out there. And I say it wasn't courageous to me. I was suffocating. And I either needed to reveal who I am. Or like your friend, I often wonder why people choose to take their lives, what's going through their um, head at that moment. 
they said you can leave for about 14 days without food. Uh, you can live about a certain amount of time without water. You can live so much without. People can't live without hope. And mm. in this age of uh, electronics and social media, people are more isolated and alone than ever. There is a, a, a mass of people who just feel in the midst of a crowd that they're alone. And I want people to know that you're not alone. And what I've learned is I'm not unique. Everybody suffers and everybody, what you do with your pain. So yep. lastly, someone once said to me, um, when you have someone to walk with, it takes the pain and it lessens it. It takes the joy and it magnifies it. And I love what Jesus modeled was that he had three good friends, Peter, James, and John. And I'm sure they knew some stuff that the other 12 didn't know. But then he engaged with 12. There were 12 and then there was the larger group. And I think that every man should have two or three buddies. That's great advice. That he can uh, share with. Because I, I ended something last week with this. I was in a prayer meeting, a Bible study, a bunch of guys, West End, VMI, Virginia Tech, you know the type, yep. sitting on the statues. And, and I said, you know what, God, I'm a mess. But that's okay. And that's an incredible. Everybody in this, and, and, this room is a mess. Absolutely, and to be able to, and in fact, that's the advice that that we'll we'll leave with our audience before we go to the next break is to be able to share out loud to people you trust. I'm a mess. Can start to be the most that's transformative it. process you, you can ever go through. Stephen, thanks for joining the show today. You've well, been such you, an inspiration. For creating a platform. Uh, uh, thanks brother, for getting this party started with us. Thank All right, you. brother. Have a good day. Thank you. Got to take a break. Don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So as we start to bring the show for landing on vulnerability, we're going to cover two big things. Why is it important to be vulnerable and how to be more vulnerable? Uh, the why is the the eventual outcome here is is growth. Vulnerability is going to keep you trapped in a status quo that um, essentially the clock will start to run out on your life and you'll wish you would have been way more vulnerable. And this is something that you can start to do today that will transform the rest of your life. Uh, and, and I love picking, for some reason, I most of the quotes I pick are from people's names that I cannot pronounce. So this one is from Haruki Murakami. That was, you did well. Oh, gosh. What happens when people open their hearts? They get better. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I know you may be saying right now, yeah, but when I've done that in the past, it's hurt. I can almost guarantee that with just enough time sitting down and talk to you about it, it may have hurt in a moment. But it actually made you better later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the hardest part is starting to have that conversation. The hardest mm -hmm. part is initiating it. Getting well, started. Yep. Absolutely. After you get started, it's all downhill from there. And believe it or not, another reason why you should do it is it's actually the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. The the shame that Stephen was talking about, the, the these walls that you put up around yourself may feel per protected and comfortable, but it is it is the path of most resistance whenever you're guarded and not being vulnerable. Um, and we saw this next one all over social media, that vulnerability encourages trust, respect, and closeness with others. Uh, you, I, I've seen vulnerability create trust out of nothing. Mm -hmm. like I've seen two people mistrust each other tremendously. But as soon as one person has the courage to be vulnerable, that trust starts to get rebuilt. You cannot build trust between two people without someone becoming 
vulnerable. And yeah, sure. I'm not I'm not living in a fantasy world here. There comes a time if the other person is never going to become vulnerable, then maybe it's time to move on from that relationship. I, I'm not trying to paint this rosy picture. Another main reason to uh, be vulnerable, this is actually my favorite. Being vulnerable can reduce a tremendous amount of stress in your life. Being guarded, having up walls, mistrusting, protecting yourself, it it. it creates so much energy to do those things that absolutely totally transforms itself into stress. And so, yeah, in a way, being vulnerable can actually save your life. It Mm -hmm. can save you from having to go through so much. I mean, it's there's Mm -hmm. so much anxiety because you're always worried. You're always worried about who's going to hurt you and how are they going to hurt you next? Yeah. You just absolutely cannot avoid that because folks not being vulnerable means you hold up a facade you're not yourself so so where's the line where's the line in a new relationship of of being completely vulnerable um and and being scared of of pushing someone away so if you're somebody who is on a first (laughs) date let's just say I got so many funny things running through my head right now. Well, but but I mean, but it but it's a good how how far how far do we take this? Because if we're truly always being vulnerable, and somebody's and and we're on a first date with someone, and they say, "Well, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your you know whatever whatever you do." It's been twenty plus years since I've been on a first date. Yeah, no, right. But but you know wh- where's the line here, JJ? Yeah. Hi, I'm JJ. Uh, nice to meet you. Thanks for going out with me. Um, I see a therapist and I'm on Paxil. <laughs> Where do you want to go to eat? <laughs> you know, exactly. Like how, how vulnerable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and I think we're probably cross, crossing a couple different streams here. There's a difference between being vulnerable in an open book that literally, okay. uh, what was what was the name of that movie that, um, Liar Liar, yeah. where he literally <laughs> could not, he always told the truth about everything. Yep. Um, and Greg just said on Facebook about being transparent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, there's a difference between uh, being transparent and vulnerable in an open book and things like that. I think one is, um, to answer your question, in a new relationship, and I'm going to have to pull the whole dating thing out of this because I think that, that that's a whole other con- – that's a different construct around what we're talking about. I do believe that you have to be yourself and, and, and balance putting your best foot forward and putting your real foot forward. Because if you're new into a dating relationship, you can only continue to put your best foot forward before they realize that you don't have a best foot. Yeah. There's well, other feet. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just trying to put some context it's around funny. That's all. So, But in, in, in other contexts, new business relationships, new customers, I'm incredibly vulnerable with, with new people. Because I think if you if you are very honest with someone and you're your true self, then um, that's, that's kind of that kind of take it or leave it moment. They're either mm-hmm. going to be attracted to to that and realize that they can be open and honest with you. Uh, I, I know di- different di- different business relationships will dictate different levels of vulnerability. Like um, if you're negotiating for a business or a, a real estate, then you've got to get into a negotiation and different rules apply to these situations. Yep. I will say, though, and even we talk about this in our negotiations programs, uh the, the stream you should swim in when it comes to negotiation is to show vulnerability. 
it doesn't mean you're giving things away. It doesn't mean you're losing. But if you start to put up a facade and you start to control, going back to the first part of the show, if you start to try to control things and you start to try to control people and you try to control emotions, you will end up losing control over what you want to see happen. Mm. You'll start to lose control over your goals. Mm-hmm. So it may be a, so, uh, not being vulnerable may be a short term success for you, but you can't hold on to it. Gotcha. You're, you're not going to get to where you're, you're going. And I look, I um uh, I I love meeting new people for the first time and just putting all the cards on the table. I mean, I just that's that's just how I roll. I haven't always been that way. It's been something that um that I found a lot of success in as I've matured and and grown older. So and it's something that's worth trying, you know, and we're going to talk about how to be more vulnerable here momentarily, but mm-hmm. I mean, try it. Try it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll be in a better place. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, let's talk about how to be vulnerable. Yeah. We have about five minutes left here. So, so I was thinking about this list. It's like, if I was, if someone asked me, how can I be more vulnerable? Uh, I would say practice the small things more often first. And the first one is to apologize more. I think the number one barrier that people have in being vulnerable is saying, I'm sorry. Wow. I just know so many people that cannot apologize and I, and I really believe at the end of the day, the reason they will not or cannot or don't feel comfortable in apologizing, James, is for the simple fact they're afraid of weakness. They think by saying, I'm sorry, that is a sign of weakness, which is a lack of vulnerability. So I thought, you know what? Why don't you just start a pra- practicing apologizing more? And I don't mean the per- this, is, this is what not to do when you apologize, is to apologize for something that hasn't happened yet. Well, I'm sorry if I'm if 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 I'm taking up too much time, or I'm, if I'm going to take up too much time. Yes. So why are you apologizing for something you hadn't even done? We just shouldn't even show apologize for that. it, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about if you've really honestly hurt somebody's feelings or done something wrong, say I'm sorry. That is the most vulnerable thing you can do right out of the gate. Um, another one. And this came up last night in a session I was facilitating. It was so funny. This is so relevant. Stop worrying about what other people think. Our greatest barrier to vulnerability is judgment. Just like what Stephen said earlier, it's shame that if someone knows this about me, they're going to think negatively, and we need to get that out of our mind. I'm not saying you should never think about or be concerned about what people think about you ever, but I will tell you probably 98% of the worry you have about what other people think about you is bullcrap. It's a, it's, it's, it's a figment of your imagination because it doesn't really matter. So we have to protect that in our, in our minds. And and the best exercise, I think, to, to get more comfortable with that, if there's something that you're having a difficult time communicating to someone else because you think it would make you look vulnerable, turn it around in your head. Think, well, if they said this mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. would I genuinely feel that they are a weak human being? Mm-hmm. And the answer is probably going to be no. No. And, and so it, when in doubt... Put yourself in their shoes and think about how you would feel receiving that information. I think that'll give you a lot more confidence. Uh, another way to to become more vulnerable is whenever other people are being vulnerable, relate to that. Mm-hmm. Simply say, "I feel that too. Mm-hmm. I, I've I have felt that as as well." We don't say that often enough because we feel like we need to be the stronger person in the in the room or the stronger person in the relationship. I think that is the first um, the first step to building vulnerability in a relationship mm-hmm. is to being able to match your emotions with someone else that's feeling pain or disgust or 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 whatever. 
um, you you have to you you have to be able to relate to someone else, and the whole the whole this whole show is about relating better with with other people. Uh, another step to take is to share your feelings more often, and and I think that's um, that's risky for some people. I think you will be amazed at how much there is little harm in showing more emotions with other people, and I I don't mean or sharing feelings, not showing emotions. Those are two very different things. But literally just to tell somebody that you're upset about something, and I don't mean complaining about it or trying to create this victim mentality, but being able to share a feeling with somebody that normally you would have held inside yourself because you were afraid of repercussions of some sort. And finally, this last step that we're going to recommend you take to be more vulnerable is to speak your mind. I, James, I run into people all day long that are so afraid to speak their mind because they're afraid of judgment and they cannot be vulnerable. Yeah is take the moment today in a meeting, in a, in a relationship anywhere, and just tell someone what you think and be honest and truthful because that can start to open up the door to not just being more vulnerable, but actually to be able to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in life. The only way you're going to get there is to be vulnerable. Yep. And we want to thank you all for being here. And the challenge to you is to go out and to live that vulnerability so that other people can model that in your presence. James, thanks for being here this 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 show. It's my honor. Being thanks. vulnerable with us here on the air. You can um, you uh, can check out all of our shows at greatpeopleshow.com. And um, every every week we're thankful that you're here listening to us and being a part of uh, letting us be a part of your journey. That's right. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.